Welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. Excellent. Well, it's good to have some of you guys back on. Again, this is the 42nd episode of Asking Me Anything. Every week I sit here down with you guys and I answer your questions relating to anything in regards to social, your dating life, anything that's kind of uh, a developing issue for you moving through um, life as a human being, okay? But mainly I've been working with the... um, relationship kind of world, helping people with relationships, helping people with relationships they have with themselves um, for a long time now, <laughs> for a very, very long time, 15 years, okay? So what I want to kind of open up today's episode about, which is something I've freshly just got off the phone to a client with um, in Miami, actually, is identifying the red flags, Okay. Now, for some of you guys, what's been, um, well, what, what for most of us, if we're actually tuned into Netflix, if everyone has a Netflix account, there's, there's been this TV program called uh, Love is Blind. It's a very interesting uh, watch. I've thoroughly enjoyed it um, through the encouragement of, of my friend to, to actually watch. I didn't want to watch it originally, but I'm glad he pushed me across the line to, to see it um, because it was a fantastic social experiment. For those that haven't watched it, it's basically a show where you all get put into these pods, men and women, and you go on a date with all of the individuals, but you never actually see them. So you've got to kind of trust your bond and the chemistry that you guys are having um, to, to to see you across the line. And the actual fact, the show actually documents a series of dates that actually transpire to seeing them, seeing the individual you picked in person, and then actually, you know, meeting the parents and, and, and getting married, right? So it's, uh, it was phenomenal. But why I bring this up is because after reading uh, up uh, on this article, this, there was an article I found that was talking about this TV show. And it brought up in co- into conversation, is love blind? You know, can love be blind? And the fantastic conclusion at the end of his article was written in a way that made us feel that love can only be blind if we choose to be blind. Which meant that sometimes we see the red flags within someone, but we choose to be blind to them, right? We choose to not register those red flags, right? And I think a lot of you guys now, I... I, I, for me, when I was reading that, it really resonated with me because I've definitely, in my younger years, certainly saw some red flags from certain behavioral traits and character traits of in someone that I was just about to get involved with. And I became passive with it. I thought, wow, you know, I've become blind to it, blind to the red flag, passive of certain behaviors and traits that um, weren't exactly constructive for a healthy relationship. And because of that, you know, it was the detriment of the relationship. Like it, it, it brought the relationship down, right? So something I was on the phone, something I spoke about on the phone with a client just now. You know, I said, you know, what, what kept you with her? And he said, I guess I was in love with the idea of it, right? 
Remember, you can't be in love with the idea of the relationship if the relationship is failing itself, right? You've actually got to be in love with the individual and you know the qualities they have. And if they don't have the right qualities um, and not bringing them to the table, then the healthy thing to do is actually cut them loose, okay? Um, so that's something I just wanted to kind of open up tonight's broadcast is, look, when you feel like you are getting closer to meeting someone or you feel like, um, you know, this person is maybe fit for a relationship, be awake to the not, your non-negotiables, right? And if you see those non-negotiables, meaning the red flags, right, don't choose to be blind, okay? See them, acknowledge them. And make a wise decision there and then if you want to go further with this person, okay? Not everyone is perfect, right? We're not saying that. No one is perfect. But if someone has certain character traits that are non-negotiable for you, walk away from the deal, okay? Right. Right, guys. Throughout this hour, right, we'll see if we get to an hour, you'll see a little question box at the bottom of this, of this screen here, Okay? What I want you guys to do, if you've got a question, um, try to pop it in there. I know there's a tendency to try and throw it on the feed here, but try to pop it in that question box down there. And that just makes my job here a little bit easier. I can just go into that box and I can just pull out the questions as they come. Okay. Now, I know some of you have already threw, them on the, threw some questions on the feed now, so I'm going to go through and uh, answer them. Hi, King Biff. Hi, Cream. Uh, hi, Regan. How you doing, buddy? Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Uh, Adrian, yo Adrian, <laughs> good to have you on, who else we got on, uh, hi Bert, hi The Edge, hi Phenom, right, I'm just, sorry, I'm just scrolling back up now to see who asked the first question, who we got, right, right, Tony Trillick says, I've been making girls jealous by posting pictures of my dates on social media. Do you think that is good or bad? <laughs> oh, okay. Funny. Very funny. Um, look, jealousy is real. Jealousy works. But um, I wouldn't advise to intentionally kind of do that, you know. I mean, it, it's it really jumps out the page if it's so obvious that's what you're doing. You know, I deliberately... I deliberately do not post much activity with females on my feed because I just think it's a bit cheap, yeah? Um, I, I see it as this. It's like you standing next to a Ferrari that you don't actually own. You just want to be seen um, next to something uh, to boost your status. It's just a bit kind of cheap, okay? Um, it's got to be done in the right way. It's better if they are posting about you, right? They are posting the image of you, okay? That's more of a power play. Um, but if you're going to post pictures, it's got to be a bit more candid rather than posy because it's just going to jump out the page what you're trying to do, you know, making making a, a certain individual jealous, Okay. So, yes, jealousy works. You know, we're humans at the end of the day. We respond, um, our bodies respond to the things that we want, we desire, that we're envious of, okay? We know that. But um, 
you know, it's got to be it's got to be done in the right way. I prefer the more organic um, way of it uh, working in your favor. Uh, but thanks for the question, Tony. Hi, Seb. How you doing? Hi, Ivan. Good to have you on again, Seb. Hope things are working out. Hi, you. Seb asks, best location to move to in London to aid self-development? The Johnny Cassell headquarters, Seb. <laughs> um, but look, if you can, um, anything that is like... 10 minutes away from central London, okay? You might, if you can't afford zone one, then, you know, have a look in zone two. Um, London is very well connected with the underground system, with the um, the transport network, the bus networks, um, and Uber, you know? Um, so it depend, depends, uh, depends on your budget, really, and how you do it. I mean, I'm bang. I couldn't be any more central in, in regards to where I am right now. Um, but you need to get where the action is, you know, if it's not, if it's not London, if, if it's, if London isn't your city, um, and you're currently in the suburbs of, of wherever you are, whatever country you're in, try to move closer to a more populated area, reverse engineer it, perhaps, you know, look for a city that you desire to spend time in and, and look at the population of it before you then travel or you, before you go to reside, reside there. And, um, you know, make your decision that way because you need the abundance, right? You need the abundance. Okay. So thanks for the question, Seb. Hi, Akram. Hope you're well. Haven't seen you out in the town for a while. Uh, it'd be good to catch out of you and Kavita, have a drink. Hi, The Edge. Seb says, love can be that. Even the elephant man got women just from talking. <laughs> um... Seb says, red flags, blue flags, relationships are just gang wars. Um, okay. <laughs> the Edge says, hey, JC, what's your take on having a bisexual girlfriend versus having multiple girlfriends? Thanks. Um, does it have to be a versus thing or can it be an and thing? Um, what's my take on it? Um, it's all up to you, buddy. I mean, you know, what, where, where you are in, in, in your journey with all this and what you're comfortable with and what you can, um, what, what do you want from this? I mean, both, <laughs> both avenues definitely give you, um, some experience and, and if you can live to tell the tale, fantastic, um, with multiple girlfriends, um, but what I will say is, on, on that side of the fence, by the way, is just be transparent. You know, um, I've lived the kind of Jack the Lad lifestyle of of that, having multiple girlfriends at the same time. I've done it in um, uh, an honest way and a, and a dishonest way. You know, when I was younger, I did I definitely did it in a dishonest way because I was afraid of actually. Um, being found out, I guess, really, and um, what you know, the anxiety you really get from it is managing all these different people's emotions, and you come to realise one is enough. Yeah, you know, one girlfriend is enough. The right girlfriend is enough. Um, but if you do want to kind of explore that, 
and you do want to have multiple girlfriends, my advice, and I hope you do take it, is to be transparent and let them all know where you're kind of at in your life and what you're kind of going through. Um, and I think you'll be pleasantly be surprised, actually, of their response to that. I think you'll actually find that they'll actually respect you for being open and honest. Because if you can, if if you can be open about that, you know, and honest about that, um, you know, it, it builds a lot of trust. Because that's the one thing that a lot of guys try to hide. You know, when I wasn't confident and as experienced as I am now. When I was younger and I was in that sort of phase, um, I didn't want them all to know, you know. So therefore, when they did find out, I lost a lot of trust. You know, there may be women that, you know, when they realize that you're in an open relationship with a few of them, they may walk. They may not feel comfortable with it, you know, and that's absolutely fine. And you've got to respect that. But I think you'll be surprised of um, how much respect you do get from women from being open and honest and where you're at. Okay, because at the end of the day, you know, you're you're playing with people's emotions. So if you're just kind of open about it, um, you're not necessarily hurting people. Okay, you you remain the good guy, while still maintaining and living out your desires. Okay, so it's not a bad thing. Now, what's your take on having a bisexual girlfriend? Can be a hell of a lot of fun. It really can. Um, that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know what you want me to respond to with that, mate. I mean, um, it, it is what it says on the box, you know? <laughs> um, but I will say this, um, The Edge, I'll say that, you know... Don't be fooled. You know, I know of a lot of women that try to get men excited and reel them in by claiming they are bisexual, uh, yet they will they'll never really live that out, okay? Um, especially when they're in a relationship, um, which does kind of beg the question, were they real, was that claim of being bisexual real in the first place or was it just there to get you a little bit more excited and invested in them um, to begin with? <laughs> Sneaky, eh? Seb says women fall in fall in love with the idea of love. Um, I think men too. Um, what do I? Th- Neil says, what do I think of the coronavirus? I think it's very real. I think it's here. I think it's everywhere. I think um, we've got to be very sensible. Okay, um, you know the advice I've been hearing is. You know, you need to wash your hands. I think, well, who the fuck doesn't wash their hands anyway? But I mean, you know, it, it's 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 be a bit vigilant, I guess. If you if you're in an environment where um, you know there's going to be a lot of internationals passing through, and you know, like the tube, for example, you know, how many hands have touched you know the underground? How many hands have touched those rails um, and those banisters? And you know, if you're in a gym, like I was in the gym the other day, you know, it was the emptiest I've seen for for a long time. I was I was able to get on all the machines without even having to wait. Um, but I was also very conscious of, well, you know what, like people are using this gym, they're touching all the equipment. So double make sure that you clean your hands and, and uh, you know, wash the necessary parts, <laughs> shall I say. <laughs> so, and um, yeah, if any of your friends are ill and stuff like that, just... Um, 
put yourself, give yourself a bit of distance from them until you get over that sort of. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I shouldn't really be advising on this. I'm just talking about common sense here. Um, if it's helpful for you guys that aren't aware of aware of it. Um, hey, baby. Hey, Karina. How are you? Good to see you're on. Mwah, mwah. Um, Seb says, I like the idea of a studio apartment and working on game in such a place and inviting girls there afterwards. Um, what I will say, Seb, is, you know, become the host, right? Um, you want to create a social ecosystem where it's almost effortless to meet women and, and new exciting people. But part of that infrastructure needs to be set up by you position yourself as a host you be the person that's organizing the events the get-togethers the dinner parties the barbecues when the sun's out you know the the, the bowling bowling was something i did the other day with uh, with my friend um you know you're the guy the suggester you become the influencer forget this instagram influencer thing i'm talking about you become the social influencer in your social circle and therefore naturally you will become more valuable in the social scene and um, you know you will see it will start to pay dividends for a dinner party for example if you know, if you host a dinner party right and you tell everyone to bring a plus one you know and and you've you've invited five guests and they've all invited that's five new people that you're going to meet right so just start thinking like that okay and think about who the people you are who are the people that you invite and the more interesting people that you invite and put around the dinner table, the more interesting people you're going to meet. Yeah, it's that simple. Okay. The, um, the hardest thing is kind of breaking out the character that you are now and, and becoming that person. Right. Um, but it's fun when it all comes together. So as I say, whatever your apartment is, your studio apartment, your shared apartment, your, your shared house accommodation, whatever, um, get, get everyone on board, you know become that guy. Hi Sergio, hope you're well. Hi Georgia, welcome back. Hi Balboa. Hi Bert. Hi Southpaw. Um, Georgia just got back from a date. Hey, how'd it go Georgia? Let us know. Is Will you see him again? Will there be another date? How well did he do? How well did you do? Seb goes, what do you think of girls coming back to you after they were not fully cooperating and you know they their sexual relations with other guys you don't rate um for me i don't really kind of um it's just my personal preference i don't really um get involved with women who i know have been with people i know like my friends i just think it's just ridiculous i think that there's so many options out there that why do you need to be so short-sighted to pick someone that has been with someone you know, you know? And that, again, that's why I've, I'm, I emphasize the fact of, you know, get out of the small town, move to the city, move to the more populated area because um, you'll meet more people and you will be less likely to be in a situation like that. Um, but look... At the end of the day, like if, if it's someone you don't rate or you don't like, um, it's a difficult one because that person was obviously a reflection of them at, cer- at a certain point. So, yeah, you're being judgmental, but you have a right to be judgmental, I guess. Um, I don't know. It's subjective. It's subjective. That person could have evolved to become a better person. 
but also why don't you rate the person that she slept with? You know, there's a lot of questions around that question set. <coughs> uh, I say, I'm well, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> the Johnny Cassell headquarters, yeah, absolutely. Slap bang here in the central. Um, Seb says, how do you initiate threesomes? Well, it's pretty simple. You, you know, you, 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 um, you hit on both of the curls as opposed to one. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> back in 2012, I actually did a talk. Was it 2012 or 2011? I actually did a talk in front of 200 people on how to actually execute um, the threesome, how to engineer it, uh, <laughs> or how to make your, your lover or your the woman you are in a relationship with more comfortable and open to the idea of exploring um, uh, that side of of life, um, you know. Which it starts with being more open, more vulnerable in terms of talking about your desires, your fantasies, your wishes. You know the things that stimulate you and the things that don't. And I think naturally, the more you create that dynamic between you and your partner the more likely you're going to go off and ex- uh, explore together as a team um, certain situations and certain dynamics okay that's the kind of what I would advise if you're in a relationship if you're not into a re- in a relationship then you just need to c- start collecting people that are open-minded um, or if you want to hack it just go to a sex party <laughs> very simple very easy it will happen very quickly Okay, our friends at Killing Kittens will um, will sort you out with that. Go and check out their website, killingkittens.com. Um, hi, Aiden. Welcome back. Hi, a type of fan. Hi, Bush. Hi, hi Unvern. Welcome back. Hi, Gleneff. All right, Seb, you're asking too many questions. You're hogging the feed tonight. Who's, who's got a um, question down here? Okay. Let's have a look here. Bert says, how do you know if the girl likes me for who I am? It's a very good question. Let me think about that. Why does How, how do you know if the girl likes you for who you are? Um, it's a good question. It's a good question. I think, I think like spending time with each other... Um, outside of the razzle and dazzle right outside of expensive restaurants you know expensive this that and the other you know the the, the kind of conventional things that where, where people kind of throw money at to try and impress women um if you move away from that and maybe spend some time together in the country you know or spend some time together at home getting used to each other um I think it'll become apparent that all those razzle and dazzle things aren't important to um, to her because what you're left with is just each other, right? And if that's enough, then I think it will be apparent that, you know, she likes you for who you are, okay? I also think, as, I, as I'm, I'm looking at that question again, I'm thinking... If you here's here's that word again being vulnerable, if you allow yourself to be vulnerable to your partner, 
and what you thought was a possible weakness and you, what you thought was a weakness to show in a relationship and they respond well to it and supportive right, and encouraging then I think that's quite a strong indicator that they like you for who you are right and um, if they don't then that's a great way to disqualify them right um, but that's a great question but uh, thank you thank you for answering that question <coughs> right hi Ollie hope you're well hope you got uh, through the busy period I travel sing um, no worries Seb no worries Seb. I just want to open up to give uh, other people the opportunity to to ask me something uh, hi Danny hi Georgios hi Thomas for those just joining you know this is your opportunity to ask me anything anything relating to social or dating relationships ask me anything I'm your coach um, for the duration of this broadcast and I'll do what I can to help you out with your whatever your situation is okay so Scott says hey man long time no see was very very sick for a while and was hospital hospitalized ready to get back into it but I'm struggling with approach anxiety again god that dreaded approach anxiety huh hi Ikashali so how do you get over your approach excitement first of all you change the label of it you know it's the same feeling you have listen to your body you feel your body gains that feeling when something in front of you appears that you want correct that makes sense right as an attractive lady that is or guy whatever tickles your fancy is in front of you right and your body is responding to it first of all let's just acknowledge that your body is responding to something it is processing it, that it likes in front of you right now you've chose to put a label on that feeling that has a negative connotation right and that negative connotation is anxiety right now that word doesn't allow us of our abilities right so we change that label to excitement first of all so approach excitement okay the next thing we need to do is slow down not slow down let me correct myself there we need to speed up the reaction time to seeing and doing because the longer you leave it from the seeing and the doing right that in between bit right you see saying there's that thing that you want there and this is the doing now this bit in between is where that feeling builds up and up and up and up right and whatever you choose to call that you know that might be the feeling of resistance so the quicker you go from seeing and acting the less of that feeling you're going to experience right the less resistance okay think of it like this you see I don't like to call men dogs, right? Because <laughs> I believe we're not we're not dogs, all right? But if you imagine throwing a ball for a dog, the dog doesn't just sit there. I mean, if you've got a dappy dog, right, you might, your, your dog may just sit there and kind of look at the ball and then it just hit the floor, right? And it's missed its opportunity to run and grab the ball. So what I'm trying to say, and you've got to think like a dog. As soon as you see that ball being thrown, you, you, you're off. You're off, you run for it, you grab that ball, you do what needs to be done okay so in that moment when you see someone you like 
you just got to fucking do it. You just got to think like a dog. See and do. Okay? The longer you leave it, the longer you're going to procrastinate, and the more likely that's going to actually move you away from actually doing. Okay? So it's a great question. I hope I've answered that well for you. Okay? But I will also say as well, you know, you're looking at a mountain again. But if you just take one step forward, you know, that's one less step you've got to take. So in re- in relation to what we're talking about here, like desensitizing yourself from talking to people is just to start small. Just to start small. Just start to really embody the idea of being more of a social person on a day-to-day basis, you know? What would the more social version of yourself look like as he wakes up in the morning tomorrow, right? What does the more social version of yourself look like as it grabs, as he grabs his breakfast, as he goes for lunch, as he engages with his environment at work or his colleagues? What does that person look like? And really do start to see um, less resistance on your social activity when you need it, all right? I know I waffled on a bit there, Scott, but to summarise, think like a dog, (laughs) act like a dog. (laughs) Cheers, buddy. Hi, Richard. Hi, Wazim. Hi, Balo. Hi, Max. Good to have you on, mate. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Ryan. Um... All right, guys, any, any, any more questions, um, just throw them at me uh, and I'll get them answered for you. Um, I don't know how long we got left. We've got a little bit of time left, about 20 minutes, I guess, if I want to stay on that long. Uh, but ask me anything, anything related to your dating life, your social life. Um, hi, London Doctor, welcome. Anything, anything that has been bothering you? What's been the reoccurring pattern that keeps on creeping up? Right, if you went out this weekend, right, and you were thinking about approaching women and you didn't, or you did, what happened? What happened? What hurdles are you facing? Scott says, "Well, I'm only 17 at the moment, but thanks, Scott. You're a fucking, you're a fantastic age, mate. I'm telling you for 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 taking this sort of information on." I too was 17 when I first um, sort of uncovered the truths of men's self-development. And um, I'm so thankful I came into it at such a young age. So keep keep, uh, keep on track, mate, and you'll, you'll do very well um, in your 20s and even your 30s. Like your 30s, I mean, I've had some good, my 20s have, have been a, a, a real party, you know. But the 30s, <laughs> we're just getting started god balboa would you recommend showing your insecurities in a relationship i think so i think so i think again it's about it's about you got to communicate these it's not too um it's gonna be done in the right way if you're just con- if you're if you're insecure on a daily basis you know you've really got to pull your act together you know you've got to fix the relationship you have with yourself before you know you get back in a relationship but if there are certain insecurities that you have when in a relationship that the other may trigger then of course they need to know that's that is the communication part in a relationship you need to let them know what you are insecure about so you can make the dynamic healthier for you both in the long run absolutely 
Um, so yeah, take the handbrake off that if that's up right now, okay? Because that could be the one thing that actually makes your relationship more stronger, okay? Hi, Red. Uh, thanks for the question, Balba. That's a really good one uh, um, in, under the category of relationships. Um, Georgia says, I showed a few insecurities on my date tonight and he didn't seem to be scared away. <laughs> good. Well, hopefully he'll be back. Um, good stuff. All right, guys. Just, I mean, you know, if, if you've got any questions, throw them at me. I mean, I haven't... Oh. Oh, we just lost connection there, but I'm back. Um, I haven't really spoken about my next workshop, um, which is on the 28th of March, I believe. It's 28th or 29th. Let me just double check that. Um, it's always going to be on the last Saturday of the month. Um, there you go. It's the 29th of March. So, yeah, I mean, guys, if you want to work with me in person, um, like a lot of you guys already have done this this year... Um, that's going to be your next opportunity, the 29th of March. Unless you want one-on-one -on -one coaching where, um, you know, I'll have to have you speak to my colleague Daryl and he'll, he'll fit you in, um, you know, work on an hourly basis or, or a daily basis. It depends, you know, what issues need to be addressing. But the best bet is to actually reach out to me and I'll get you on a phone call with my colleague and, um, you know, he'll work out what is the best sort of action take in relation to where you currently are on your journey because we're all in a different place you know in our journey some of us might be starting out some of us you know might have been come might have had a good go at this had a fruitful sort of uh, experience with the fairer sex but been coming just come out of a long-term relationship and feeling a bit rusty right you're looking for a bit of direction again um but again if you just have no luck or you just keep on hitting the same hurdles um you know come and speak to me and we'll, you know let's get you coached right scott says honestly don't have any friends at the moment and most and most drifted while i was hospitalized and wasn't visited in a few months i was there nor did they care fuck scott that's deep that's really um these sort of situations in life really do test your friendship i'm really sorry to hear that hi ivan he goes it's hard to get out of the comfort zone as most people have their friend groups um, and hard to get into other friend groups. Any advice on that? I've advised um, this a few times, and I feel that if you feel like you want to start new friendships, always go back to learning. What we know about learning is that it puts us in the room with people who have a commonality, right? And that commonality, that common purpose, is learning that something new right whether it be a skill whether it be a language whether it be a sport or an activity or a hobby right if you sign yourself up for something new it puts you in the classroom with people that are all like-minded you know and you know like i say going to a gym class for the first time if you just turn up five minutes early and you hang out hang out five minutes after you've got the opportunity to have a bit of a chit chat with people that are going there on a regular basis right so the more you're going, the more familiar you become, the more likely you're about to have a conversation about, you know what, we should maybe do something outside of this sport uh, once a month, maybe meet up for a drink, right? You exchange numbers, guess what, they become your friends, right? You start finding out that you guys have more commonalities than the said commonality that brought you together, okay? 
that really is how you find friendship, right? You put, your, I mean, you guys have been following me for some years now. You may remember time, remember time when I started longboarding. I haven't done it for a while, but I actually came back from uh, Lithuania at the time, and I, I found a love for longboarding. Right, a man my size, I, I would never dream of being on a on a skateboard type apparatus. But um, you know, I, I I came back and I found this love for longboarding. I looked on Facebook to find a group, right? Facebook groups uh, where there was a longboarding community in London. Now, for me, for the most part, I'm positioned as more of a leader in my in my social circles, you know, in my work um, and everything I do. So it was really interesting to actually come in as an outsider, um, find a group and actually join a group. And I was joined this group of people that I would never be around normally. You know, we're, we're from all sorts of walks of life. But the one thing that brought us together was the joy of the longboard. And, you know, what it did, it allowed me to meet new people. It allowed me to meet new people. So we're, So if you haven't got a hobby you haven't got a sport, guess what I'm going to suggest? Get one. Get one. Because it might be the one thing that could be the vehicle to you meeting new people and making friends. Okay? Have a think about that and have a think about what you would like to learn and what you, or what sport or what activity you would like to uptake that could help you build out your circle. Right? <coughs> Music's another one. You know, music opened up my social circle um, massively when I got back into that. Uh, hi, Daniel. Hi, Gabriella. All right, guys. Was any any more questions? Any more questions tonight? Anything in terms of your social, your dating development? How else can I help you? This is going to be recorded. You know, it'll be an hour. It'll be on an hour. An hour. Am I talking about? It will be online for twenty four hours. On my Instagram. It will also be published as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and various other podcasting platforms where we've got a bit of a distribution thing going on. Um, so you will catch us again if you, if you haven't managed to catch it all. Um, but yes, if you want to work with me in person here, uh, we've got the 29th of... of uh, I'm actually reading the wrong date, am I? It's the 28th, the 28th of March. <clears throat> but, yes, I did read your question. Um, so thank you for putting it in the box. If you if you replay this broadcast, you will see me answering it for you. So thank you for your question. I did answer it. So there we go, guys. 28th of March here in London, uh, if you want to work with me and my team personally. And, um, yes, if you haven't got my book, by the way, Go and get it. I think it's, that's the first thing you need to do. If you're new to my work and, and you want an inexpensive way to really give yourself a kick up the backside, get a copy of my book. You can get it on Amazon or you can get it on my website. Okay. Um, for everyone that's watched it tonight, for everyone that's watched the broadcast, I'll actually all send you a link um, where you can, you, can, you can get my book. Okay. Um, because I just the, the more people that are that, that come across my work, I really do believe um, the more happier, fruitful relationships people will be involved in. Okay. Um, oh, go on in, Scott. Squeeze squeeze one more in. How would an ideal first approach go for you? How would you engage in an approach? 
Uh, for me, I don't really think an, a, a conversation for the first time needs to last any more than five minutes. Okay. Um, why should it? You know, you're a busy guy. You've you got things to do. Uh, this person should not feel like a priority so quickly. They don't want to feel like a priority so quickly. Um, I feel like you need to go in there. You need to be honest. You need to be authentic. You need to state why you're there, right? Be pretty direct, you know? Um, and you need to get the number, right? We don't need to overcomplicate this, you know? You know what my favorite icebreaker is? My favorite opener? It's hello, right? It's not something that I made up or I read on a blog, you know? A lot of the time the conversation starts before we've even opened our mouth. I know a lot of you have probably heard me say that before, but it really is, you know? If, you, if, you're, if you're fortunate enough to get that eye contact on a day-to-day -day basis when you catch eyes of someone, the next thing you say is hello, right? And then go for the compliment, right? See if you can get a bit of you know, a bit of fluff conversation, what what they're doing today, etc. But let them know why you're there. Let them know that you find them attractive and any in any sort of language that you choose to use. And then look to stay in touch. Okay. How'd you do that? Ask them what's the best way to stay in touch? You know, do you text? Yes, I text. Put your number in there. Are you good with numbers? Yes, I'm good with numbers. Good. What's yours? put it in there <laughs> have fun with it be playful okay what you think is what you project if you come at this with such a seriousness right it comes across with a certain level of uncomfortable intensity okay and that's what women want to avoid they don't want to feel uncomfortable the number one thing women want is to feel safe right and that comes with having a still relaxed playful mind okay because that is what you then project Okay. This is all in my book. Get my book. I'll also I'll send you all a link to get my book and um you know it'll all make sense. Okay. But guys, I'm gonna love you and leave you guys. Thank you for but the the live stream you can get it will be on if you're following my account, London Dating Coach, you will see that there was it will say stories and then it will say live. You'll click live and you can you'll be able to watch it all again. Or you can go onto iTunes and type in the Johnny Cassell Show, and you'll see um, yeah, forty-two episodes now of um, my live streams. Okay, but guys, thank you for being my audience. Thank you for the questions. Um, like I say every week, you know, without the questions, we don't have a, a broadcast. Okay, so um, I hope it's been helpful. Hope you got a lot of value from it. And I'll see you guys all again next week. Okay? God bless. Take care. If you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach.